Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Today is June 1st, 2020, and there is a lot going on in the world. Um, but we're very happy that every single week uh, we get to talk about the things that we hold dear, which is digital hospitality. Uh, with the coronavirus going on, with riots happening, um, it's a lot of uncertainty out there, and it's a lot of uncertainty for small business owners, a lot of you that listen to this podcast that interact with us, people that own restaurants, bars, um, people that are trying to build their own personal brand, uh, people that are interested in digital marketing and digital media. Um, that's why you guys tune in every week, and we're, we're certainly grateful for that. And uh, this week, I wanted to bring on Kyle Fluger, who's been an integral part of our Cali Barbecue Media team. He owns his own company, Mithral Media, LLC. Um, Kyle is, uh, he's our, essentially our Navy SEAL for websites. He is the guy that has given me the opportunity to go out and tell people how important it is to have a mobile first website. Um, Kyle, welcome to Digital Hospitality, my man. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be a part of the team and uh, get to work with you guys as, as much as we do. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the most important things for me with the podcast is just kind of pulling back the curtain on what we've been able to do as a restaurant, um, the opportunities that we've been able to, to get both on a personal side, a business side and a branding side, you know, podcasting, audio, storytelling, a lot of the reasons that you and I even started working together was through the Dave and Jeff podcast. Right. Our two, they have become two close friends of you, of you, as well as of me. Um, they're both just been incredible. They're, they're families, but if it wasn't for your relationship with them, I might not have met you in the capacity that I met you, which is, you know, some of the magic that we talk about, those oh shit moments um, with digital hospitality that if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to put yourself out there, then incredible good things can happen. Can you tell us a little bit about your Dave and Jeff um, experience and how you started advertising on their podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been a listener of, uh, of their show when they were back on the, uh, the terrestrial radio, um, you know, years ago. And I, I think I became uh, a loyal listener of theirs um, was during during the stadium saga uh, is really when I, I tuned in the most. Um, and at that time, uh, my full time employer was all the way up in Carlsbad. And I was taking a taking a train to work every day um, coming from downtown all the way up to Carlsbad. So I had, you know, uh, an hour and a half to kill every morning. Um, and I, I would tune in on the iHeart. Radio app and uh, listen to what they had to say and try to find out the latest on what was going on with the uh, the Chargers and the stadium. Um, and obviously, as things sort of continued on, um, you know, things happened with Dave and Jeff, where you know they left at the time they were on thirteen sixty, and then they left there and uh, they started their podcast. And um, you know, at that time, they had built up a pretty loyal following, uh, a lot of loyal listeners, people that really enjoyed their personalities and wanted to hear what they had to say. Uh, myself being one of them. Um, and as they as they sort of embarked in the, the podcast realm, they, they realized that they needed a, a more serious website, something that um, would help people take them seriously, something that would help their podcast grow um, and give them a platform where, where they could publish their content, they could put their their uh, their voices out there. So, um, you know, I, I didn't have any kind of personal relationship with them when things first started. You know, I think they mentioned on a podcast episode that they wanted to, uh, they wanted to start a new podcast, uh, or excuse me, start a new website for the podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I put myself out there now. Um, I, I sent a uh, sent an email to both of them, sent a, a, a DM on Twitter, and um, you know after a couple messages, uh, finally 
finally heard that. Responded back to you. <laughs> That's a good question, man. Uh, I I <laughs> want to say it was Jeff. I think Jeff it was, was Jeff? the one that got back to me. Yeah, okay. I I'd, I'd have to I'd have to go back and dig up that email because I think we all ended up uh, the three of us all ended up you know going back and forth on a thread, but. Um, yeah, you know, I basically put myself out there and I, uh, you know, explained to them how much I appreciated, uh, you know, the, the entertainment that they provided, how much I appreciate their voice, um, appreciate them as human beings and, and the good that they do. Um, and, the, you know, they, we, we, we reached an agreement and uh, things sort of took off from there, man. I, uh, I took care of building their website and still going strong to this day. And, and like you mentioned, you know, sort of starting off the show, they've, they've become family, they've become friends, they're people that, uh, you know, I, I cherish dearly and, and their relationship means means a lot to me um, they've they've been instrumental in, in my my own growth as a business owner um, but to me more importantly than that uh, you know they're they're people that I can call uh, anytime if, if I need something or I, I've got something worth celebrating you know they're they're people I want to celebrate with they're people I want to rely on when, when I need help so they're, they're great folks yeah I think you know that's one of the themes that runs through this podcast is just the your willingness to reach out because if you don't reach out if you don't I mean People are putting content on all different places. Um, this was even before the internet content was being put out there, but now it's so much easier because you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to a radio station, you can hear a news anchor say that you know they're looking for a story. If you don't put your hat in the ring, guess what? They're not going to call you. Yeah. You know, I think that was one of the biggest realizations for us, you know, being out in Spring Valley was nobody was going to give a shit about us unless we started doing the things proactively as a small business to put ourselves on the Internet, to put ourselves on the different platforms so that people could find us. Um, yeah. One thing I, I'd love for you to talk to our listeners about, obviously, everybody knows how, how focused we are in creating a mobile first website for whatever your brand is, um, no matter what you do. And that goes for even if you have a company and you have a daughter and a son that are part of a little league team, that little league team, they need to have a mobile first website so that they can raise money for that, um, for their, for their, uh, sport. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got into your side business and your side hustle. Um, and kind of yeah. your ground. Yeah. So, uh, as far as my professional career is concerned, um, you know, I, I really got started with websites, uh, through a full-time job, you know, this is, uh, probably 10, 12 years ago now, um, where we basically were building templated websites for real estate agents. And that was really my first taste on WordPress. No, these were, uh, these were all homegrown. So this was a okay. proprietary software. Um, and, and, you know, but that was really my first taste of the digital world. And this was really, uh, you know, this was before the idea of mobile first websites, you know, we, we were talking early ages of the iPhone. So, you know, people thinking about visiting a website on a phone at that time, it was still, it was still a very new concept. It wasn't something that really, uh, it was a focal point of, of the, the web design world. Um, so that's, that's where I got started, you know, years ago. Uh, and, and as as that grew, as I started to build more of an interest in what web design could be, uh, I, I started exploring my own design capabilities. Um, you know, that's that's where I, I really started to hone the craft. Um, and what started as a side hustle, you know, the the, the first couple websites I built, uh, the first was a, a music review blog that I built for myself and a couple of buddies that I worked with at the time. We uh, we all had similar tastes in music, and, and we loved talking about it. We didn't really care if anyone wanted to listen or not, but we. Uh, we just wanted to share our thoughts. So we'd, uh, you know, we'd review albums or review songs or, you know, we'd go to concerts and, uh, you know, that, that was the first website that I really ever built that was worth looking at. Um, 
And uh, that was uh, that was the first web or WordPress website I built as well. Um, yeah. And so that was really, really my first taste in, in as far as the uh, the custom or the uh, the, uh, the 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 more expanded world of WordPress. Um, you know, when you're talking about WordPress, you've got basically two different core platforms. You've got the WordPress.com, which is very out of the box, very, very templated. Uh, you can't really do as much with it. And then you got WordPress.org, which is an open source platform. In other words, the entire code base is accessible to, you know, uh, anyone that wants to go in there and mess around with it. So um, that's really where where things started blossoming for me, was building that first website. And then uh, that sort of trickled its way into, oh, hey, you build websites, will you build my friend one? you build this guy one, um, you know, sooner, sooner and later that turned into, you know, personal blogs started becoming, you know, core business websites, you know, and, and me building websites for people uh, and businesses that, that relied on, uh, you know, whether it was e-commerce or, or whatever it was, but their, their website was a lifeline of their business. And it was sort of at that point that I started really taking myself seriously and realizing that um, this could be more than a side hustle. Uh, this was something that I was good enough at and that I was passionate enough about I really can't speak, uh, you know, highly enough about how important the passion is uh, in all of this and being passionate about what you're creating. Uh, but that was really the, that tr- transitional stage of, all right, I need to take this seriously. It's time, it's time to, to formalize this thing and, and really recognize what I'm capable of and recognize what I'm, I'm helping other businesses become capable of. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. A lot of people, you know, especially when you're talking about the entrepreneurial journey, you know, jumping off the cliff, a lot of it's easy for me to say it because that's the only thing I've known. Um, mm. you know, it's easy for Derek, who he was my part, my co-host with, uh, with Valley farm market. It's easy for us to say, you know, jump off the cliff, start your own business. <laughs> Some people like they have, there's, there's bills there. I mean, you have a career, you have things, but yep. you know that there's a push and a pull. You know that when you go to bed at night, you dream of being your own boss of creating your own dreams, creating your own destiny. And like, how do you start doing that? Well, you start doing it the way that you have, you know, yep. You start, you, you eat a whale a bite at a time, you know, <laughs> little, little by little, then you can build to where Dave and Jeff are now telling other businesses are telling other people that are in radio in Denver to, you know, sign up, like go, you got to use Kyle because Kyle's going to get you dialed in. It helps you hone your craft to the point where, you know, us as a restaurant, I can come to you and say, Hey, Kyle, I want you to build me a mobile first site. I want to be able to sell barbecue directly through the site. I want it to integrate with all of the third party apps and I want to have a, a daily blog and I want to have a podcast all hosted on the same site where you can actually go, Jesus Christ, can I even do that? <laughs> yeah, there was uh... you said, yes, I can do that. And yeah. I, you know, and you were very excited to take on the task, um, which is a very tall task, but it's something that people that listen to this podcast, they know how much we believe in the power of the internet and the power of a small business owner having the tools that they need to have a loud voice, not just for what they're doing in their village, but for their industry, you know, cause we can really make such a big impact in 2020 and we've already seen it. You know, we've seen it just on the, the small scale things that we've done in barbecue, um, that people know, and they give a shit about what's happening on the West coast barbecue because we've been loud about it. You know, we've been yeah. loud about it. We put ourselves in positions to have people care, you know, they yeah. know what's going on in our village. Yep. 
Yeah, and I, I think uh, you know, highlighting what you had mentioned there, as far as the uh, the laundry list of items that you gave me when we were first talking about building the uh, the Cali BBQ site. Um, you know that that to me is something that that I would encourage anyone. Um, you know that that's exploring. It doesn't matter what your craft is, uh, but if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not challenging yourself to do things uh, that. You, you might not even be 100% sure you you know how to do it all. Uh, if you're not challenging yourself to figure out how to do that, you're going to get left behind. Um, and, you know, that was that was very much at the the essence of um, really everything that, that we built to date with Cali Barbecue. You know, that's, uh, you know, when we're talking about the digital presence that we put together, um, you know, th- there were certainly challenges. There was a lot of moving parts. We're talking about putting a podcast, a, uh, a full online ordering system, a blog, an online menu, all of these components in a website that needs to be responsive in other words uh, responsive in the web design world for for those that aren't aware responsive means it looks good across all devices so i can pull it up on my computer i can pull it up on my ipad i can pull it up on my phone and it's going to look great on all of them i'm going to be able to use it i'm not going to have buttons that i can't click because they're off the screen Um, so we had to make it responsive which is a a core tenant of any website that we're ever going to touch um, but, uh, you know, in addition to that, we had to build all of these things in. We had to make sure that not only was it responsive, but because we have all these moving parts, we have all these integrated systems, we can't have a slow website. You know, uh, uh, Google absolutely, absolutely wants your website to be fast. It, it impacts search rank- rankings. It in- impacts everything from the user experience to where you show up on on uh, Google search results. So you've got to be uh, conscious of that. So there's a lot of moving parts there. And, and certainly, it, you know, I'd be lying if I said that those things weren't challenging, but at the same time, building that for Cali Barbecue has taught me so much in terms of how I can better my own business, how I can build better websites for people in the future. Um, so it's, you know, I, I think the the essence of, of what I'm trying to say there is that, you know, challenge yourself. Don't be, don't be afraid to, you know, take on something um, and be willing to learn. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's something that I, I think needs to be a focus of every business owner uh, day in, day out is don't ever stop learning. Uh, keep up, keep up with what's going on. Keep up with, with what the successful businesses are doing. Um, and you know, that's that's my hope is that with Cali BBQ is that other people look to to us to you know the, the website and the digital presence that we built there as a beacon of this is what we need to be doing. This this is they're successful in this. What are they doing and how do we do it? And I think that's one of the things that I'm you know I'm most proud of to see someone like like Josh Casillas from American mm-hmm. Factory Wheel you know, yeah. come approach you, approach us, but really try to become the industry leader in content creation for stock wheels. Stock I mean, it's absolutely amazing because he understands the power of becoming an e-commerce business. And like we throw around e-commerce business a lot, but yeah. especially during the coronavirus time, I mean, we're talking about our on-premise dining went from being 70% of our business to 0%. Right. We didn't have a digital hospitality first approach to what we were doing. We would have been left in a place where we would try to put together a website that would look like shit, that wouldn't be responsive. Uh, The experience wouldn't have been good. I mean, we had a lot of growing pains these last 10 weeks. And we're still going through those growing pains, but we're doing it in a way that actually hasn't forced us to be in a position where we have to open our doors. Right right now, as of June 1st, 2020, we have not opened for dine-in service because we feel like what we're doing right now is safer, it's more profitable, and it makes more business sense to do it this way because we know we can protect our staff and we can protect our guests. Right. 
is that going to change next week? I don't know. Probably. The things <laughs> have been changing so much, so rapidly. But yeah. for for what – I'm just so excited to see so many different businesses start to understand during the coronavirus how fucking important a website <laughs> is. Because it Man, has yeah. to start with the website. And, you know, the more that we've lived through it and the more that we do this podcast and we talk to other industry leaders, thought leaders, people that are doing incredible work in digital media and incredible work in digital marketing, creating content is one of the key components to what you do in this in 2020. Creating content that is educational, that's informational, that's going to help your guest, your user get something of value. Right. But you also have to create that in the place that you own, which is your website. So as much as I love social media and I'll tell everybody you have to be on Twitter, you have to be on Instagram, you have to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. But if right. I don't create that content first for the website, which is actually right. where all that search traffic is going to go, where they can actually buy something that can help my engine of my business run, right. then I'm I'm then I'm just working for Instagram and not getting paid for it. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And in so many ways, the uh, you know the the analogy that I, I always find myself coming back to when you're talking about uh, you know a full blown content marketing effort is you know you think of a wheel. Uh, all these things are spokes in the wheel, but the the hub always has to be the website. You know, all of these things branch off from your website. Absolutely, everybody needs to be on all the social platforms. They need to be pushing out content as regularly as they are physically capable of doing. Um, but you, you can't just push out any content. You got to push out quality content, or people aren't going to listen. People don't want to hear what you have to say if 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 your voice isn't relevant to them. Um, and so, so making making your website the centerpiece of that, uh, making it responsive, making it accessible, and, and that's that's another good point that, that brings us back to what we were talking about earlier in, in the importance of a mobile first website. When you're talking about this being the centerpiece of your marketing efforts, this being the center, the the hub of that wheel. Uh, Everybody, nobody goes on, you know, Facebook, save for, you know, maybe your grandma. Nobody's going on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on their computer. They're going on their phones, right? They're, they're opening the app on their phone. So when you're pushing people to, to um, content on your website from Facebook, from Instagram, from Twitter, whatever social platform, you have to realize that they're clicking those links from their phone. So if they get there and it, it takes 30 seconds for that page to load or it, uh, you know, it looks like crap because you don't have a mobile first website. Well, now now you got nothing. Now you got nothing because nobody's sticking around to try to you know fight their way through a, a website that they can't use on their phone. So that's a perfect example of, of how all of these things uh, you know have to come together as, as one cohesive unit. Um, and there's a lot of moving parts for sure. Uh, you know, content has to be designed specifically for different platforms, um, but you always got to start with the website. You absolutely do. That's that's where the content needs to live. That's where people need to be driven to all the time. Uh, take them to your website because when they get to your website and and now you start talking about having an e-commerce platform well you got people there that's that's a big part of the battle is getting people to the website in the first place letting them you know find their way through the website is a whole nother conversation you know right it's uh, half the battle is getting them there the other half is keeping them there yeah, um, and so it's, yeah exactly exactly make sure the checkout process is up to date and that it works and that putting a credit card information is easy and that when you return to the website you don't have to go through all those steps again 
Yep. It's got to be seamless. Got to be seamless. It's we, we live in such a world of, uh, you know, everything needs to happen right now. You know, people people have zero patience in the modern world for better or worse. You know, there, there's I, I'm not here to say whether we should have more or less. Uh, my point is we need to adapt to, to what the, the, the current world uh, expects of, of a, a digital experience. Um, and Does your and wife that, anything on Amazon? Does she? Oh God! You should see the side of my house right now. You should see how many boxes we got out there, man. Ever since COVID started, <laughs> so my wife orders things from Amazon. Go figure. Yeah. So does the yeah. neighbor next door and the neighbor next door, and pretty much every person that I know. Like either they're ordering, or their wives are ordering, their significant other, or their boss, or somebody for their business. Like packages keep coming. One of my closest friends, Brian um, from Die Hard Bolt Club. Diehard Charger fan. He has a, a FedEx business, and his his FedEx business. He has multiple routes in mm. San Diego. And three years ago, he told me that he was he was going to be selling his business. I mm. told him, whatever you do, do not sell that business. Like, <laughs> let me buy that business before you sell it, because right. people aren't going to the big box retail stores. I mean, this was people are blaming coronavirus for the things that we're broken business before coronavirus. We know that because we have case studies like Blockbuster. Blockbuster laughing at Netflix, telling them Netflix isn't shit. And yet every single person, I mean, I don't know how many users they have, but we all know what Netflix is now. We all know what streaming is now. I mean, Disney got on streaming and look at how many, what their streaming numbers are. Yeah. Yeah. The, The internet's not going anywhere. You know, it's only getting more robust. And the question is, for a business owner, is what is your real estate on the Internet? You know, what how much real estate do you have? Are you showing up in the news? Are you showing up in images? Are you showing up in videos? Are you showing up on all the different social media apps that are trending? Like, because if you're not there, when somebody's searching for your product, your service, or they want to donate money to a good cause, how are they going to know? If you have a good cause, just because just because you're the church down the street, I'm sure the church down the street would love to make a bigger impact. Where are they going to make the most impact? They're going to make that on on the Internet. Right. Right. And it's I heard an analogy recently that, you know, uh, word of mouth is has long been sort of the, the most valued commodity. Right. And in, in terms of, of word spreading about your own business. And the, the interesting part of that is, is not even just because of covid, but just because of the the um, the advancements that have happened in social media and how integral it has become in our lives is it's 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 not even word of mouth anymore. It's it's word of social. Right. It's it's that's where people are talking. That's where the conversations are happening. Less less we're having face-to-face conversations and it's it's even more exacerbated now that we're we're all stuck in our houses and, and you know nobody's having any physical interactions so yeah if, if, if you're not finding yourself in that conversation you're gonna get left behind you, you absolutely have to to make quality content a focal point of your business you have to give give it to people in a way that's accessible it's relatable and it's understandable um, you put it in front of them you put it in front of the right people and, and you understand what people are what questions people are looking to have answered um, and, and the more you can do that, the more success you're going to find online. So one of the things I'd love for you to go through, because I mean, I've, I've talked about on this podcast a lot was my internet. Oh shit moment. Which mm. was really when I was, we had a website and one of my best friends, Jack Harris, my, my best friend, my best man, his father, um, who's like my bonus dad, Russ Harris, he set up the initial website for us, for our restaurant. And it yeah. was, was, it was phenomenal. 2008, yeah. it, was, it was, it had all the bells and whistles that I needed. 
But as we started doing digital marketing, content marketing, event-driven marketing, I realized that for a fight night, in order for me to promote the fight to somebody that was a boxing fan that was searching for, you know, Mayweather boxing in San Diego, I needed to show up in those search results. And for me, I had to email him and ask him, can you update the site? Which he would do, no problem. It would take a day, but it wouldn't be the way that I wanted it. And then two days would go through. And then I would, you know, then it wasn't the photo or operationally we would change, oh, we needs to be 21 and up. Okay, I need to go change that and I have to email him again. It took me talking to Adam Harris, who owns Cloudbeds now, who's been on the podcast. He was doing websites and him and his brother said, dude, you need to get on WordPress mm-hmm. because WordPress, it's going to let you do it yourself. Yep. Like you need someone like Adam and his brother at the time. Now you to actually build the house. Right, but once right. you own the house, like you need to be able to go and my wife can just go paint the wall because guess what? <laughs> she wants to paint the wall for my daughter's room. She needs yep. to be able to do that. I don't need to call Kyle to come say, hey, come paint, paint the house. Right. But it was an oh shit moment once they, they gave me the keys and they said, any single platform, any single thing that's built on the internet, if it's not easy enough for someone to understand, it will fail. And like, that's something I'll never forget Adam telling me that because it's so true. It got rid of so many fears that I had with different social media platforms that I hadn't used. Like, well, I don't know how to use uh, (laughs) Snapchat. Like, I don't know how to use it. Like, I was one of the last people on Snapchat. But once I got on Snapchat, I'm like, this is just like, it's just like anything else. You can learn how to do it. You can Google how to do it. You can listen to podcasts on how to do it. But why for you was WordPress so empowering not just for the business that you built, because now you're 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 empowering other business owners. Right, right. That's a I love that question um, because when when it comes time to sit down as a business owner and and get serious about creating a website, um, you go do a Google search for you know how to create a website. Yeah. Uh, your your front page is going to be littered with options. There's no shortage out there, um, and and a lot of those. Are adequate. They're, they're they're fine for what they are. There, there's nothing inherently wrong with those platforms. And, and for for some businesses, those provide viable, affordable solutions. And, and I think there's absolutely a place for uh, the tools such as Squarespace, Wix. Uh, you know, a lot of these sort of out of the box, templated website builders. Because for a lot of businesses, that's better with, than what they have currently. It gives right. them a responsive website. It gives them a mobile friendly website. It might not have all the bells and whistles, but for for a lot of businesses, you know, maybe that's enough for now. And so I, I absolutely think that in in the ecosystem of the, the the online world those things have their place and and i think they're a valuable asset and a valuable resource for people to be able to leverage um uh when you when you start talking about wordpress where wordpress for me at least sets itself apart from uh really any of the other platforms out there is like you said it gives you the ability somebody you know that's not a web designer somebody that you know isn't familiar with you know uh how to code or you know how to do those things, uh, it gives you the ability to, to still change the color of, of the paint in a room. Uh, you know, it, it gives this this perfect blend of functionality and customizability. Um, so myself as a developer, uh, somebody that spent years honing that craft, learning how to to understand every every inner working of WordPress. Uh, it gives me the ability when you come to me and say, "Hey, I need a podcast integration. I need uh, you know a, a complete blog platform. I need the ability for people to order online." and I need it to look good, well, great. I can do that all with WordPress. And I know how to do all of that because WordPress gives me that ability. So really where WordPress differs um, and 
really sets itself apart is WordPress powers more websites than any other platform. Uh, I, I don't have the number offhand, but I want to say the last I heard is something like 30%. It could be 50%, could be 70%. I don't know. Either way, it's a huge share. When you're talking about yeah. the, the internet as a whole, 10% of websites being powered by a platform is a lot. And we're talking 30 plus. Um, and so when, when you realize that, uh, that that's the case, then you realize that that's how well supported it is. Things don't grow to be that big if you don't have the community supported. So one of the beautiful things about WordPress is there's a plugin for anything you want to do, anything. Yeah. Um, and if there isn't a plugin, well, hey, uh, a developer like myself can write one for you. You know, we, we can we can build it. We can do it. And that's that's really the beauty of it. And that's that's what makes me appreciate WordPress. And that's why pretty much exclusively any of the websites I build are going to be built on the WordPress platform. Um, these days, there aren't many use cases where you need to take a ground up approach uh, when it comes to building a website. Maybe for large scale Fortune 500 businesses, they've got a very spe- you know specific set of, of rules and regulations and use cases and requirements that have to be followed, maybe in those cases, sure. Um, but nine times out of 10 for, you know, small to medium businesses, WordPress is, is for me the, the, the absolute right answer um, because it lets you scale. Um, you, you may not, you know, be ready to do it now, but even somebody that's never built a website before, spend a couple hours online, you can get yourself a WordPress website up and running in a couple of hours. Um, you know, there's there's moving parts. It's not not to say it's going to be the best one out there, um, but it, it, it provides that perfect blend of uh, the non-technical person having the capabilities to do what they need to do and uh you know the the, the industry expert being able to build uh the the full-blown uh build the house you know I, I love that analogy that you use that's something that you and i talk about often is, mm-hmm. is you, you got to build the house but that uh, you can't just build the skeleton you, you got to put the walls up and you got to keep it fresh and you got to keep it updated uh, and and that's that's really where i feel wordpress takes things to the next level and, and provides things to people that you're not going to find on a lot of other platforms. It's not to say that there aren't other out there, but there's certainly none that are as well supported um, and as, as verbose as, uh, as WordPress is. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's something that's really important that I, I didn't realize how vital it was until you and I started working together with Stover. Um, and then now that we have Ian on the team producing content as well, it's just, we spend so much time as business owners trying to update things, (laughs) stay with the trend, trying to make sure that we have an Instagram post that's ready to go out. However, many times a week that also posts on Facebook, that also sends out a tweet that also updates our hours for Memorial day and upcoming. This is our special for father's day. But what I didn't realize was how much I had learned over 12 years that the most important place that we're updating that information is through our website. It has to be through our website first because our website, I mean, we've used uh, companies like Single Platform, which allow, help us essentially update all of our business info, all of our event info, and then it'll push it out to, you know, 50 other different online platforms that'll help keep our information correct. But the most important place is going to be where Google is going to come, which is going to draw off of our website. You know, Google, Yelp, like these places, I have to fix CaliBBQ.media first. Unless I fix that, then all the other stuff is for nil. And, you know, one of the things that I'm sure you run into a lot is people hire you to build out their website. They have all these incredible thoughts about, okay, I want my house to look like this and I want the walls to go there and I want to have a patio and I want to have a jacuzzi and I want to have all these things. Yep. And then 
that's just checking it off the box. But that's not in truth how the engine works. The engine works with the content, and that's why you choose WordPress is to allow somebody to either with your help or with the help of somebody like Stover, somebody like Ian, someone like us, help create that content on an ongoing basis so that Google understands that, wow, this is actually, this is a site that is full of resources for a user. This is a site that people keep going back to because there's interesting audio, there's interesting video, there's interesting written content. Right. And that's uh, it, at its core, uh, if you really want to you know, define what WordPress is, is it's a CMS. In other words, a, a content management system is what that stands for. You know, that's, that's the core of what it is. It's there to manage your content. It gives you all the tools that you need to be able to put together uh, valuable content. And, and it's, it's more than just you know writing the blog article. It's how do you pair images with that? How do you insert audio clips into that? How do you integrate video with your, your content? It's more than just writing a blog post. Anybody can go onto WordPress, start up a WordPress site. I got myself a WordPress blog. Doesn't mean anybody wants to read it. If you don't make the content interesting, if you don't if you don't spend the time uh, to do all the things that that are core to what Cali BBQ preaches, uh, you got to have the video content. You got to pair it with the social content. You got to have the audio content. You have to have the written content. All of those tenants, those pillars of your content marketing platform. Uh, unless you have all of those, unless you're taking the time to do all of those things, uh, you're, you're selling yourself short. You're, you're not going to get the most out of it. Um, but that, that's that really is the beauty of WordPress is that it lets you do all of those things. I can put a YouTube video on there. I can pull in all these different resources. If you go to the Cali BBQ site, we've got a direct feed there with the, the, the Instagram feed. So as soon as you're posting stuff on Instagram, boom, it's on the Cali BBQ site. So that's how you start tying all of these things together. And that's how you build this one cohesive unit uh, that is all centered around that, that center hub of your wheel, which is your website. It's always got to be there. How do you tie in uh, email marketing and why is email marketing important? <laughs> Yeah, man, that's uh, that that has long been a uh, a pretty heated discussion in the marketing world whether or not email marketing is dead or not. Uh, there's you know there's a, a camp that thinks it is. Um, you, get, you get emails. What's that? Do you get emails? First thing I do in the morning, man, I pour myself a cup <laughs> of coffee weird. and I, I open my email. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I read a bunch of them that I like, and then I scroll. Yep bunch I don't like, but yeah, I, my, my, I still deal with them every day. <laughs> my morning routine is usually uh, for, for my for my coffee and my beautiful Mithril Media mug, and then I sit down and I see how many emails Sean Walchef has sent me since uh, since yesterday morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know it's it's uh, it's it's got to be it's got to be part of your your strategy. It absolutely does, and, and I, I think finding the right balance of of how you disseminate content. Um, is really important with email because because for me email absolutely is one of those things where I would say uh, there's probably you know I've I've got several email accounts but you know sort of my my primary personal account where that's where I'm you know most often advertised to or where I get my newsletters where I get my updates that's where my Cali BBQ email newsletters come from um, you know I would say probably seventy five percent of those emails I never even open because because I don't have interest in them um, and so. Uh, Finding the right way to deliver that content to people's inbox, making the the um, the subject line of your email, it, it cannot be understated how important it is to have a, a proper subject line. And if, if your content, when I open that email, if it's not engaging, as soon as I look at it, it's just like a website. If it's not engaging, you're going to lose my interest quick. I'm not going to bother scrolling to the bottom. I'm going to click that archive button before I even see what you have to say. And so uh, while 
it, it's absolutely imperative that the email marketing is one of those spokes in the wheel. Uh, it's really important that it's done right uh, because yeah. it is something be, because of how long email has been, uh, you know, a core tenant of our, our uh, way of communicating with one another. You know, it's been 20 years now that that we've all been, uh, you know, had email sort of as our centralized communication platform. Um I think people are more comfortable with it. They understand it better. They know what they want. They know what they don't want. And they'll unsubscribe real quick if they don't want your emails anymore. So um, it it absolutely has to be one of the things that you do. But um, I I think just like websites, staying up to date with what the most uh, popular email trends are, you know, what's getting the highest open rates, what's getting the highest click-through rates, um, what are the the design strategies for your emails that that people are are most responsive to. Um, One, paying attention to that within your own business. You got to track your own statistics. Absolutely. That, that goes without say for, for anything that you're doing, you gotta, you gotta be able to measure uh, the return on your investment. That's, that's a no brainer. Um, But understanding that, uh, as it relates to the industry as a whole. So whether you're a restaurant, whether you're a, uh, you know, a small business owner, whether you, you own a, you know, a knife store, wh- whatever it is, you know, uh, you've got to understand how your emails stack up against the rest of the industry and what is the rest of the industry doing uh, to make their emails more appealing uh, at, at a, a larger scale. How does email uh how does email work in your favor and not work against you? Um, and so the, the modern trends that I've seen, you know, over the last six months to a year, um, the absolutely video content is, is, uh, you know, like most of the internet, it's really what's reigning supreme. Um, now the, the interesting thing with videos, when you're talking about email is you can't actually put a video in the email, just typically, uh, you know, file size restrictions and such. So, um, you, you gotta make sure that when you're linking that video, where do you link them to? You take them to your website, you host that video on your website, you take because boom, now you got their interest. So, um, so it, it's absolutely something that you know it needs to be in every marketer's tool belt. It needs to be something that I think you understand better even than than social platforms. Social marketing, uh, I mean everybody's got a social media account. We can all push content across. And sometimes, you know, the, the posts that you don't expect to do well are the ones that blow up and the ones you expect to blow up are the ones that don't do well. So, you know, I, I think that is something that changes and that we have less control over as marketers is, is what's happening on the social platforms. And in terms of email content, you've got full control. You're the one putting that content directly in somebody's inbox. That is one of the most personal forms of communication that exists in the world today. So the more you can personalize it, the more you can make it about your end user, knowing that your end user could be, you know, one of 6,000, 10,000, 20,000 people on your email list, the more that you can do to personalize it and make it relatable from you as the, the, the business owner, the one sending that email, the more personalized that is to me, the more I feel like you're talking to me, the more likely I am to want to engage with the content that you put in my inbox. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really, really well stated. What do you, what, what's your advice for somebody that has a current website? They're not very, they're not fired up by by it, but they might be fired by what you and I are talking about. What would what would be your kind of checklist of things that they can go through and um, kind of assess and and have goals to what they want to get to? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question, and I I think uh, one of the things I've, I've got a good buddy of mine. He's a uh, he's a real estate agent here in San Diego, and he and I had a conversation. Uh, this is probably two years ago now, um, and and he highlighted. Uh, the importance of sitting down and understanding 
what is the value of your time? Uh, where is your time best spent? And, and for him as a real estate agent, you know, he had a certain sort of set of items that, that were important to him where these are the things that I want to do. This is where I want to spend my time. This is what I want people to pay me for. And uh, I, I think the same thing can be applied to any business owner when you're considering your website. Are you willing to sit down and put the time into it? Uh, that's the first question that you have to answer. If you are, great. Then the first thing you need to do is you need to understand uh, you need to understand how a website works. I think there's a lot of people out there who, you know, it, it's just magic bells and whistles and, you know, they, they don't understand exactly what's going on behind the scenes. And a lot of the times that's okay. Um, if you're willing to take the time to learn that, I would encourage you to do so. There's no shortage of resources out there. You know, everybody, you know, we've got the world at our fingertips. So go do some Googling, read some articles, watch some YouTube videos. If, if it's something that you're interested in, you're passionate enough about, you'll learn it, you'll pick it up and, and you'll find the right answer. Passionate enough about staying in business and generating skills. <laughs> then I would say you better do it. I mean, right. it's not, it's, right. it, we're no longer at that point where you can pretend like the only way I'm going to make money is if someone walks into my store, right? If somebody walks into my store, how the fuck did they get to your store? <laughs> how do they use this handheld smart right. device either through someone text them and say, you should go there. Someone emailed them. Someone posted on Facebook. Someone looked at Yelp. Like, let's not, let's, let's call it what it is. Like, <laughs> this is where people are. Right. So how do they find you? Yeah. And that's, so I, I think that's square one. Answer that question. Are you willing to do it yourself? If the answer to that is yes, spend the time to learn how to do it right. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that WordPress is the only solution for, for you to build a good looking website for yourself. It's not the only way to, to get yourself quality search engine placement. It's not the only place that you can publish quality content. There's plenty of other platforms out there. So if you're going to do it yourself, uh, figure out what your budget is, uh, figure out how much you can allocate. If, you know, if, if that's a hundred bucks a month, if that's five, 500 bucks a month, figure out what those options are uh, and, or what that budget is, and then assess what your options are uh, based, based on how much you've got to dedicate. Um, if it's something you don't want to spend the time doing, which there's plenty of business owners who are, are focused on their own business, they don't have the time to do it. Even myself in my own business is Mithril Media. You know, I, it, it's hard for me to set the time aside to grow my own business, to, to write my own blog content for, for MithrilMedia.io. You know, I, I don't have the time because I'm spending that time doing it for my clients. I'm, I'm helping my clients grow their businesses and, and that's okay for me. You know, that's, that's sort of the, the, the crossroads that I find myself at right now. I'm more interested in helping my clients grow uh, than, than I am in, in, you know, publishing a new blog or doing these other things. But uh, without digressing too far, getting back to the question, um, if, if you are someone that, that doesn't have the time to do this, but you know that it's, you, you understand the importance of, of what a quality website is going to do for your business, then, then find the money in your budget to invest in, in having someone do it right for you. Um, web design has long been something uh, that, I feel like a lot of people are, are scared to dive into because there's a lot of horror stories out there of people that spend all this money, you know, they, they get solicited by some SEO company, they promise this, that, and the other thing, and it never gets delivered upon. Their business doesn't grow, and now they're $5,000, they are $10,000 in the hole after they've, you know, invested in this website, and they've got nothing to show for it. So uh, I, I think the most important piece of advice that I can give anyone that is considering hiring a, a web design agency, a freelancer, whatever it might be, uh, take the time to really understand who you're getting in bed with uh, because your website, uh, it, it's, it is absolutely an extension of your business. Like you were just saying, um, 
you know, it's understanding how people walked into the walked in the door. And for some businesses, you know, uh, like like a restaurant like yours, you've got a brick and mortar location where people are going to come. Obviously, these days they're coming to pick up food, but, you know, people are coming to your restaurant for other businesses. You know, maybe all of your business is online. Maybe the only place that you're generating revenue is through your e-commerce website. So understanding that, that that is going to be the first stop for people. Like you said, people are going to go look up on Yelp. What's the first thing they're going to do when they look up on Yelp? They're going to look at the menu. They're going to find out what they want to eat. They're going to do that by going to your website. Same thing when they go search. They know that they want to eat at Cali BBQ tonight. They're going to go search for the website. They're going to pull up the menu. So realizing that this is as important of a part of your business as anything else that you're going to invest money into makes it really easy to justify setting aside those marketing dollars to do it right. Uh, because if you don't, if you don't understand who you're working with, uh, you're going to end up wasting money. And, and it's uh, that that's a situation that nobody wants to find themselves in. So either spend the time to, to, to do it yourself, which, which I'm, I'm a self-starter. I, I'm absolutely the type of person where I want to go out and learn how to do it. I want to know how to do it myself. If it's something that I find that I'm not passionate about, all right, well then, you know, I'm going to let leave this to the person that is passionate about. It. I'm going to find the right people to work with to put on my team that that I can pair myself with to make sure that this gets done well. But I at least want to understand how it gets done. Um, so for for people that are, that have that same mentality, go learn how to do it. It's it's an exciting thing. It's it is. It is awesome to, to see your idea come to life. Uh, and so if that's something that you can find excitement in and you want to do it, go do it yourself. Otherwise, take the time. So now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing the most important thing here is taking the time to do it right. Yeah. Either, either way you do it. You either got to take the time to understand how to do it right yourself. Or you got to take the time to find the right person to put on your team. Um, and, and, and that starts with trust. You, you got to be able to trust the, the, the designer that you're entrusting a large portion of your business to. You got to be able to find someone that can take your vision and put it into reality. Well, I think that's really important, too. And that's one of the things that always separates some of the closest people that we've done business with, some of the people that have become friends is that it's not just about the sales for the company, it's about the person behind the company. I don't care how big the company is. It can be a company like US Foods, who is our primary food service provider, but Josh Downing and Brad Newberg, who were both our account reps, those guys would run through a fucking wall for us. They ran through a wall that had nothing to do with the food that they were selling, but they did it because I knew that I could call them that gained my trust with them. Like by working with you, I know that I can ask you to do something and you're going to tell me an honest answer. I can't get to it now, but I'll get to it by in two days. I know that in two days, I don't have to follow up and say, Kyle, when is it going to get done? Because you're going to get it done. And you actually probably will do it before because that's just how you roll because you want to get it. That's how a productive person stays, stays productive. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's so important to do. And one of the things that I would tell business owners is before even you and I started our relationship, what I did was a full audit. I did a full marketing, branding, and digital audit of what was I spending money on through a third party, whether it be Weight Trainer, which is a third party that we use to let our staff that are getting hired learn the menu, take online menu testing, use our recipe cards. So we're paying them money. We're paying hot schedules, which is another uh, SaaS product that we can, our managers can send messages to our staff. Like once I started adding up all of these costs that I've added as a business owner over the last 12 years, I started realizing, wow, I've got a lot of things. And some of the things I was paying for that I didn't even need anymore. 
but I was <laughs> right. still paying for them on a subscription. So just the audit itself allowed me to go, okay, well, if I get rid of these things and I reprioritize my budget to my e-commerce platform, which is my website, which is the content, which is more powerful now than all of our POS machines in our restaurant combined. I'll tell you that from the coronavirus, the website that you built is more powerful than all of our Aloha POS machines in a <laughs> restaurant. It's literally transformed how we will do business moving forward as a brand, as we grow additional units. And that's all because of the internet. And that's because of the smartphone. Because at any given time, somebody can order barbecue. They don't need to order it through a server. They don't need to order it through a bartender. And that's game changing. That's yeah. game changing for the economics Absolutely. of a full service restaurant. Absolutely. And uh, I, I love what you said about, um, you know, the, the relationships that you've built um, with, with companies, regardless of size, but with, with people that I, I love the term run through a wall for you, because, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's how I feel about, you know, what you and I have built uh, working together in, in, you know, building what has become Cali BBQ Media. And that's something that I can genuinely say that every client that I have today, I feel that same uh, reciprocal uh, admiration and respect for that goes for you know Derek and the team over at Valley Farm. That goes for Dave and Jeff. That goes for uh, you know I, I can go down my list, my entire client list, and I feel that same way because those are the only people that I want to work with. You know I I I don't, and it's a luxury that that took a while for me to be able to to identify that as a business owner that it's okay to say no to projects sometimes if it just doesn't feel right. You know, uh, sure, money in the bank is great. That's what we're all doing this for. Everybody is out here to grow themselves, to grow their own business, to, to, to watch things take off for them so they can provide for themselves, they can provide for their families, and they can make sure that, you know, someday when I'm not here, that my family is good to go. That That's what drives me every day. But all of that, uh, it, it's... I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to feel good about doing it if I don't if I don't genuinely care about the relationship that I have with that person, and and developing those relationships with those clients uh, to to a point where we we trust each other implicitly. We we know I know that uh, you know when they ask me to do something that that they can trust me and know that it's going to get done and it's going to get done right. And I know that if I come back to them and say you know, uh, this is what we need to be doing, that, that they value my opinion enough to, to, to listen to what I have to say. On the flip side, me knowing that that, that customer cares about me and that they trust me, that, that there, there's no better feeling as a business owner than to be trusted. That is 100% something that I've learned over the last few years, that the people having trust in me uh, it is it is valuable as anything. So whatever you can do as a business. It's worth more than any amount of money. Hundred percent, absolutely. And they say Kyle's my guy. This is who you use. Like I'm not going to waste my time and tell someone to use you if I don't know. You'll run through a fucking wall for them. You'll run through <laughs> a wall. Run through the internet. You'll do whatever the fuck you have to do to make sure that their business is successful for whatever their hopes and dreams are. Yeah, hundred percent. I like running through the internet a lot better than running through a wall. It sounds a lot <laughs> less painful. So. <laughs> Paywalls or whatever the fuck. You yeah, have. right. No, yeah. but it's it's it is, man. And uh, you know, in, in a world where um, I the the laundry list of, you know, SaaS applications that you just gave me, uh, you know, of, of yeah. different things that were a part of your business. That's what our world has turned into. You know, we, we cut, we cut the ties with cable only to, to pay the same amount with all the different streaming subscription services we've got now. And so you, you, you've got to be able to identify those different things, but uh, you, you know, as the world adapts, as the world changes, it's never been more important to me to maintain those relationships with people. Uh, you know, the, the fact that you and I are, are able to have a 
relationship and, and talk to each other. You know, you guys are family. You and Stover are family to me. Dave and Jeff is family to me. Derek and the team at Valley Farm, that's family to me. You know, these are people that I, I care deeply about on a personal level. And that makes me care a lot more about the business uh, side of things. You know, uh, it, it makes it a lot easier for me, uh, you know, to, to, to maybe do something that, you know, I, I don't want to do that. I, you know, I get a call... 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning because a, a website crashes. Well, shit. All right. Well, here we go. Let's do it. But <laughs> it crashes on before Black Friday. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's fucking game ready. It, it's that kind of stuff, you know. It, it and and knowing that that's a reciprocal thing uh, between myself and my clients. Uh, you know, it's my, my clients are family. They 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 are what provide for my family. Uh, and the level of gratitude that my wife and I have to be able to provide for our family to be able to take care of our kids because of what my clients uh, are, are willing to trust me with, that there, there, there's no way to measure that. There, there's there's no dollar figure that I can put on that. That, that is more valuable to me than, than anything, uh, is that relationship. So, so we, uh, before I let you go, uh, Stover and Ian and myself, we're working, uh, Ian's putting in the, the heavy, heavy grunt work, um, which I can't wait to see what he puts out, but he's... He, Digital hospitality is more than a podcast. It's our thesis. It's really our answer to how businesses need to operate moving forward. Um, Customer service is bullshit, and really digital hospitality is the answer. I want to get from somebody that's inside the team, what is your – if I asked you what's the definition of digital hospitality, what are you going to say? Ooh, uh, think about the right answer here. I didn't even give it to you beforehand, so you can. You think didn't, of- man. There's no. Oh, no organic. This is uh, this is on the fly. Digital hospitality. Um, if I could sum that up, so I, I'm going to give you two answers on this. I'm going to give you the the answer from the website designer. Uh, for me, the essence of digital hospitality when you're talking about a website uh, is understanding that every page is a landing page. That's something you and I have talked about before. Every page is a landing page. The way the world works, uh, people don't just come to your homepage anymore. So you can't just make your homepage look good and make the rest of it look like shit. Your whole website has to be thought out. It has to be planned. It has to be thinking about the user first. Every page is a landing page. And if you're not thinking about what the user's first reaction is going to be when they get to that page, are you making it easy for them to get there? Are, are you, you know, it's, it's like when you walk into a hotel, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of the centerpiece. When you think about, hosp- at least when I think about hospitality, I think about the hotel industry. And, you know, when I go to a hotel, what what is my, what is my service like? Uh, how well am I treated? And, and that's going to reflect directly on what my thoughts are, what my opinions are on that experience. I, I, I have to apply the same thing that hospitality to the website experience. When somebody gets there, I have to think as a website designer, people might be coming to the menu page first. People might be coming to the contact page first. They might be coming to the about us page first. So I have to think through every single one of those pages and make sure that no matter where they come in, that that experience is going to be the same. Much like when I go to a hotel that that hotel owner has to know that whichever concierge I'm talking to, I'm going to have the same experience and it's going to be a good one. And so that when I think of digital hospitality, that that is the first thing that comes to mind for me is thinking thinking through uh, you know every component of the website and making sure that the user always comes first um, like I said I'm gonna give you two answers so that's number one that's that's my answer as the web designer okay. uh, from from the zoomed out perspective when I just look at digital hospitality and I think about all the different roles on the team that to me that is the hospitality is understanding that everybody 
is is an expert at something. You know, Stover is a magician at what he does. Ian is an absolute asset to this team. You are an absolute uh, killer leader in all of this. And, and all of us have our skill sets. And identifying the right people in the right positions to do the right things, that's how you build digital hospitality. Uh, you know, there's uh, the, the way I've always thought of websites is the simpler it is for the end user, the better job that we're doing. And so a lot of times the website is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it, it's it's a simple, it it should never put a cognitive load on the end user. They should never have to think twice about what they're doing. And if the better we are at doing that, it might take a lot more work on the back end. There might be a lot more going on under the hood, but the less people know about all of that, that means that we're doing our job better. And so when we're talking about Cali BBQ, we're combining podcasts and we're combining menus and, and all the other things that we've listed, that's what we're talking about. That is digital hospitality, a one-stop shop that is everything that represents Cali BBQ Media. And you go to the website. It's a beautiful website. It gives you what you need right off the bat. I can filter my podcast episodes based on what I'm interested in. I can go look at my menu options. I can order online in a few clicks. That is digital hospitality. That takes a lot to make happen. Uh, in in the the simplest form that you see when you go to the Cali BBQ website. So to me, taking the people that are the experts at their craft, that know what they're doing, they they know they know how to execute, putting them in the position to succeed, and and setting them free, letting them you know spread their wings and do what they do. That's that's how you build what what you know what's going on at Cali BBQ, and it's it's a beautiful thing, man. And I can't wait to see you know what what the future's got in store. You know, it's uh, a lot has changed in the last few months. Obviously, like yeah. you said, seven. seven 70% of the business, man, that, that you got to account for some way, you know, we, we got to find that somewhere. So, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll keep chugging along, we'll keep pushing and we'll keep uh, making digital hospitality the focus because that's, uh, that's the only thing that's going to get businesses through, not just this, but that's the only thing that's going to get businesses into the future because this, this is the start. This is the yeah. start. It, it's not over whenever these restrictions are lifted and we can all go back. It, it It's not going to go back to the way it was. It's never going to be the same. This is the start of, 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 of something that's been, you know, uh, at a slow boil for a while. Now it's, now it's roaring. Now it's overflowing. The pot is overflowing and businesses have to be ready. Uh, they have to be ready. They have to be able to adapt. And, uh, and, and I'm stoked to see that, uh, you know, Cali's doing what it is and, and I can't wait to see what the future's got in store. So any, uh, before I let you go, any books or podcasts, book recommendation for somebody that wants to uh, get a little bit more background, dig dig deeper into your world or uh, digital marketing, digital media? Yeah, well, uh, if, uh, if we're talking books, uh, for my fellow nerds out there, if, uh, if you know what mithril media actually means, mithril is a uh, is is from the Lord of the Rings. So uh, <laughs> not that that has anything to do with business, but uh, for, for hey, my fellow every, nerds. In, in my opinion, everything has to do with business. Yeah, that's fair. That's we're, fair, we're, right. We're, we're all the way back from cavemen, and cavemen were yeah. doing It's all about storytelling. Whoever's yeah, telling it, the story is going to probably be doing the best business. Yeah, it really is. Let's ask Michael Jordan about how the storytelling is going for for the Jordan brand. Right, right. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. Uh, You know, podcast has become my, uh, you know, sort of my dedicated medium for for intake um, of a lot of things. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to listen to as many as I'd I'd like to recently, you know, sort of since the uh, the quarantine shakedown, um, because normally my commute is when I spend most of my time listening. But um, some of the ones that, that I enjoy most are, are the ones that are thought provoking. So um, there's certainly plenty of you know good business podcasts out there, but I like the ones that that expand further on 
on that and really dive into me as a, as a human being and make me think about things at a, a bigger scale than my own business or any business. So, um, you know, I, trying to think of a couple offhand. Let me, uh, let me get my phone here real quick and I'll, I'll run down my list of, of what we've got on podcasts. Of course, the Digital Hospitality Podcast. When I listen to that, you're not doing it right. Take that. Um, Take that. Yeah, yeah for Please sure. Subscribe so. if you haven't subscribed. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, How I Built This, Guy Raz, that's a great one. Uh, it's an NPR one. That's that's a great for any business owner um, uh, to, to listen to, you know, h- how things get created uh, and, and where people come from. I think it was on that podcast. Um, I believe it was uh, the owner of Uggs, uh, I think, was on there. And yeah, it was uh, it was it was one of the most fascinating. Uh, it, it it was one of the most inspirational for me as a business owner that that has given me things that are are not too far in the distant future in terms of where I'm taking my business. Uh, so that's that's definitely a good one to listen to. Um, for for any of my science nerds out there, stuff to blow your mind and stuff you should know. Fascinating stuff uh, that covers topics of all types, but uh, will really get the brain moving in, in fascinating directions. Makes you a better dad. It, it does, man, 100%. And, and to my fellow dads out there, if you got kids that uh, that dig learning about the universe, they learn about the way things work, there's one called Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. It's great for kids. It's, uh, it's sort of people. Jorge? Yeah, Daniel and Jorge. Yep. So one guy is a uh, he's a cartoonist. Uh, the other guy is a uh, PhD in physics. Uh, works at the uh, the CERN Collider um, over in Europe. Um, fascinating stuff. Talk about all things to just blow your mind about the universe. But they do a great job of sort of digesting it into understandable bite sized bits. Kids love it. Me and my thirteen year old listen to it all the time, man. It's one of our favorites. So we'll put those in the show notes. Uh, Stove. Yeah. Ian, we'll wrap that up and make sure we add um, anything that we talked about in the show notes. And anybody, yeah, anybody that is a dad, don't listen to the Dave and Jeff podcast when you're driving your three-year-old to to, to, to daycare. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the f bombs are going to start coming pretty oh, soon. Yeah. I'm like, how much do these fucking guys cuss? And it's like, I can't even <laughs> drive three blocks without six f bombs getting dropped. Yep. Like, okay, well, I guess we're, I guess we're we're going we're going to AM we're going to AM radio. Yeah, Fuck yeah. It's, I love those guys, though, man. They're uh, great folks, and uh, you know, I'm 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 honored to be uh, be a part of this podcast uh, to get to talk to you and, and share my thoughts. And uh, you know, like like I mentioned earlier, you know, I I truly cherish the the relationships that, that, that we've built, and uh, you know, I I can't wait for what's in store, man. Um, I, watching this podcast grow, uh, watching the the business grow, and watching watching Cali Comfort, uh, you know, as, as it's known, adapt to the digital world is uh, it's, it's an exciting thing to be a part of. So I'm. I'm honored and I, I cherish it greatly. I'm grateful for your time. We're we're so lucky to have so many incredible people that listen to the podcast in different parts of the all over the globe. And it's you know, it's so humbling when somebody sends us a message on DM, they send us write us a review on iTunes. I mean Every single thing we see, we appreciate. Um, we're here as a resource. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear how you grow. Um, one of the things that's most important is having a diversity of character, a diversity of thought um, every week on the podcast, because if you're not curious, um, it's very hard to grow. And you have to be you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Um, you have to be willing to know what you don't know. You have to be willing <laughs> for help. Um, those are things that I work on on a daily basis. And uh, Kyle... Very grateful uh, to call you a brother. Very excited to watch Mithril Media grow. Um, I know that people can reach out to you anytime. They can hit you up. Um, your yep. social 
platforms visit you. Uh, you're you are digitally hospitable, so you're accessible on all platforms, which I appreciate. I mean, right. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, have a uh, have have an incredible quarantine day. Yes, with, with the family, and um, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, man. Likewise, brother. Like I said, privileged to be a part of it. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for what's in store. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the first things you said to me, when we started off today was, uh, you know, crazy times we're living in and, and they certainly are. And, uh, we, we've all got to learn to adapt and, uh, take care of one another. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to do that as best I can for, for in any way that I can for anybody that needs it. And I, uh, I, I, I appreciate you saying that it's my, my daughter, she's turning one on Wednesday and, you know, I was talking to my wife earlier today, just kind of like the crazy world that, I mean, at some point when she's old enough to understand that I can explain how 20 and 20 shaped out and what happened with the coronavirus and what happened subsequent of that. And I'm just blessed, you know, we're yeah. very blessed that as, as crazy as the world has been, that we're in a position where we can do a podcast where we can have a blog, where we can create a business, where we can really be in a position in 2020 where it's the wild, wild west. You know, mm. whoever willing to embrace the internet, embrace these digital tools that we have available as small business owners. I mean, we can create something that's just incredible for our own business, for our family, for our own villages, um, for our industries, and be part of you know the next generation of thought leaders that really do something remarkable. So. Right. Uh, I'm grateful that you're part of the team, brother. Couldn't do it without you. Likewise, man. Happy to be a part of it and uh, can't wait for, for everything that's still in store. 